Hi, I'm Sue Singleton, medical intuitive healer, teacher, co-founder of The Way to Balance Center for Advanced Healing and Training with my husband, Aaron Singleton. And today <clears throat> I'm wanting to share a very important topic. I guess the title of this is, It's Not Enough to Be Not Racist. White people need to become anti-racist. And I wish I had coined that phrase. I didn't, but I'm going to elaborate upon that. And I don't feel I can stay silent anymore because after a couple of innocent conversations, I realized how many white clients and white friends are totally uninformed. So I want to share a few things. <clears throat> I can't speak to what it's like to be a black person or certainly a black man who are obviously the subjects of a lot more violence uh, bestowed upon them. But I can share with you what it's like to be married to an African-American black man for the past 24 years. And so here we are, 2019, 2020, it's now 2020. <clears throat> when we go to restaurants, we're sometimes still asked or offered separate checks. At the supermarkets, we're there with our cart. We unload our cart together and they try to check us out separately. Those are really minor and very subtle things. Back when Aaron and I got engaged to be married in 1996, my parents actually disowned me for a month. They told me that I had to call off the marriage, um, that, it that he was not ever going to be welcome in their home. And <clears throat> it was a very, very horrible moment in my life. And I said to them, oh, I'm not calling off the wedding. This is the man that God intends me to be with. And I'm sorry you feel that way. You will always be welcome in our home, but you won't see me in your home unless my husband is welcome, welcome there too. So hung up from the phone call and I never heard from them for over a month. So during that time, I had to assume that they were permanently disowning me. And Aaron, being inimitably Aaron, his loving, compassionate way, he actually said to me, should we postpone or cancel our wedding? I don't want to drive a wedge between you and your family. And I must add that Aaron's family was super wonderfully supportive from the get-go. A month after this horrible conversation with my parents, <clears throat> they called back in tears and said, no matter what, we don't want to lose our daughter. And I am happy to say that my parents, who are now crossed over, um, and all the rest of the family absolutely love Aaron. Um, and it was a really bumpy start, though. And I think it's something I haven't really talked about much because I don't want to complain, but people need to understand this still happens. The N-word is still being used in America today. After I married Aaron, <clears throat> my executive privileges as an executive, a banking executive, were revoked. I could no longer obtain tickets to take my clients to events. 
I was told he could never accompany me to any events if I could get tickets, but suddenly no tickets were available. Uh, the secretaries were told to not answer my phone anymore. My goals and things that I was supposed to be given to do as per, for performance ratings were dramatically increased way beyond what my colleagues were asked to do. I was told that Aaron was no longer allowed to come in and meet me for lunch. And when I asked why, well, he doesn't really fit in. These are terrible things, and this is one bank. It did not happen in all banks. I'm just saying one bank. That was the culture. And a few other things that are worth uh, sharing. Uh, there's still such a thing in 2020 in the greater Boston area, at least, and I'm sure other areas of the country, as called driving while black. If you're uh, a particularly a black man driving an expensive car, you know and expect that you will be pulled over multiple times a month because, of course, the assumption is he must have stolen that car. There's so much that goes on. I have more to share. Aaron and I uh, were speaking with a, a couple from the United Kingdom. And she commented, gee, Singleton, what a beautiful, dignified British name that is. So tell me about your British heritage. And Aaron replied something very, <clears throat> I'm not sure the word to use, very simple. He said, I don't know where my name came from. What would have perhaps been a better thing to say is Singleton, was the name of the slave owners because slaves were given the last name of their owners. He didn't say that. I didn't say it at the time. But if it were to happen again, I, I want to call people out more on what they say and how they react. When we first got married 24 years ago, uh, this was very true of South Boston and East Boston, so I can't honestly say today, in 2020, if that's the same, but I wouldn't be surprised. Aaron and I could not safely go there as an interracial couple. And like I said, I, I can't speak factually of if it's that way still today, but at that point in time, it was not a safe place to go. There were other places as well. Um, Aaron and I had dinner in a restaurant, <clears throat> nice restaurant, had a nice dinner, got in our car to go home, and the police followed us for several miles, long enough to run our plates, kind of see if there was anything of a criminal record. And based on what Aaron and I do for a living now as holistic healers and medical intuitives and spiritual teachers, we're actually in a better spot about this than many other people because of what we do for a living we are the people that people are seeking help from or seeking to learn from and we have a great reputation for that so on a daily basis in our work setting in our teaching setting this type of thing isn't happening at the levels i just discussed however what does happen is that when i innocently commented about being offered separate checks and separate checkout in line at the grocery store, 
a lot of our white friends and white uh, clients were shocked. And the fact that there was shock at that means I have to speak up. And so do a lot of us white people. To be anti-racist means to call people out. And who can better do that than the white people that know better or should know better? And so I feel like I'm educating because the people that are being targeted in an unfair and in a biased way, they have been speaking up and they keep being shut down. So I feel it's my duty as a white woman to speak up and ask all of my white friends, colleagues, strangers, step up to the plate. You know that when blacks or Hispanics or Jewish people are not in the room or Asian people, you know that sometimes people that are there, you might not say it, hopefully not, but there are people that are saying disparaging things about some of these minorities, the ethnic and racial minorities. Have you called them out on it? And honestly, in the past, I've tried not to make waves about this particular topic. There's plenty of other things I make waves about all the time. But now I can't do that anymore. So even when I said this innocent comment, one of the clients started making excuses and saying, well, it's really not that bad. And I said, how can you say it's not that bad? And it wasn't until I made it personal by saying a couple of simple things, the subtler things that have happened to Aaron and me um, as an interracial couple that the person went, wow, that's terrible. I said, yes, it's terrible. And yet we're not even treated as badly as many other people are. And the darker someone's skin the wider their nose, the larger their lips, they're more likely to be treated even worse. And so even the gradations within this, again, I can't speak to what it's like to be a black woman or a black man, but I live with this knowing and have known it for a long time. And there's a lot of talk lately too about <clears throat> how to refer to people there's a phrase that's become more popular that's called uh, people of color, meaning they're non-white. And in some ways, this can be a helpful term, and in other ways, it's not. The inclusiveness of it, it means anyone that's not white-skinned. So they could be Asian, Hispanic, Black, African-American, Jamaican-American, um, Bermuda, it could be, so that's one of the reasons that some black people would prefer to be called black or persons of color, because if they don't really identify with their African roots um, so much because of how long they've been in the United States, meaning generations or whatever, or for whatever reason, who knows. Um, so African-American applies to many and many feel comfortable with that and I actually asked Aaron the other day well what would you rather be called and he said well among those three terms you used black african-american or person of color he said I'd rather be called black or african-american but as you talk to various people you're going to get different answers so ask people that are a different skin tone than you 
do you have a way uh, that you prefer to be referred to? And these are some of the choices, African-American, black, um, or African-American, black, or person of color. That one, um, like I said, for a lot of reasons, for a lot of people, it works because Hispanics and Asians can be included in this. And this is a problem not just across uh, black lives, but anyone who's a racial minority. So what else is anti-racist? It's taking action steps. And I, I've been very heartened by seeing um, a lot of light-skinned white people joining in the protests. And these are really powerful protests, and it's long overdue, over 400 years of oppression and suppression and mistreatment. And there's no excuse for it anymore. We all have a right to be loved and respected. And because Aaron and I are, are about opening people's hearts and minds in so many ways, we don't choose to focus on some of these darker things. We choose to focus on the light. And yet, I don't feel that it's appropriate to stay silent anymore. So much needs to change. And having been through what I've been through with being married to Aaron, who is the most wonderful man on the planet. The other challenge with learning to be anti-racist is you can't be colorblind. And to say that I just think of everyone as equal, not everyone else does. And there's a richness in the heritage of what someone has been through that makes a difference. And so sometimes these perspectives in a workplace, in sets of friends, it's really important to hear those perspectives. So if you pretend that someone doesn't have a totally different background, you can lose that opportunity. And it's all in how it's brought about because labels can be very painful. And to be asked point blank, well, what are you anyway? Um, I tried to share on Facebook a woman who um, did a really wonderful article when I went to share the article. It, is, it did show a picture of her, but it did not show the article. It showed one of her ads. But anyway, she was talking about how she had a child with a white man, and the child doesn't look anything like her, and that in some settings people assume that she is the nanny instead of the mom. And there are just too many things down the list that are just not okay. So what would I ask also of whites? If you witness something, do something about it. Whether it's something that you can call someone out for what they said, how they described someone with disrespect, or whether it is to march in protests or to donate to a number of wonderful causes such as the NAACP and Black Lives Matter. If you can afford to donate money, there's money needed and dramatic reform is needed. And it's not enough to just say it's only the police doing this. It happens everywhere. And I could go on and on with more things that have happened, but I don't think that's constructive. What I'm asking all of my white friends, strangers, clients, students, step up and be noticed 
for being anti-racist. It takes practice and it takes courage. And we have ended friendships over things such as this. There are people that are racist and they're closet racists. It's not until you really watch what they're doing when they're not with a person of color or, or a minority of, of any type, how they talk about them. Well, that's where we white people can do something about that because people feel emboldened to speak like that when there is no one of a racial minority there. And I just want everyone to wake up. And so some of the comments that people have made are trying to be supportive and I understand that because I feel that many, 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 I certainly the people that care about Aaron and me, some of the things that they said were intended to be supportive, but not necessarily. It shows um, what one of Aaron's cousins referred to as ignorance. And, and I don't mean ignorance in this case as a negative term. I mean simply unaware and possibly not through any fault of their own. I was fortunate enough in the tiny town I grew up in that we actually did study about black history. And I also had an incident when I was probably about seven <clears throat> where a, a white redheaded woman, as a matter of fact, from my hometown uh, got married to a black man. And it was creating a lot of hoopla in our tiny little town of under 5,000 people. And I remember riding in the car with my parents, myself, and my grandmother. And my grandmother used the N-word. <clears throat> it was so long ago, I don't remember whether I simply yelled at her or if I slapped her in the face, but I, I believe I slapped my grandmother in the face. So even at age seven, and I don't think I even knew a black person at that point, age seven, I just knew that was not right. So I have a feeling I probably did smack her in her face because I got in very big trouble for doing that. And I just said, but you can't talk that way. You can't talk that way. That is so disrespectful. And another little incident when Aaron and I first got engaged, which of course ended up working out fine later, I had to call her out on it. One of the elderly relatives said, why did you have to go marrying a colored fella? Couldn't you just marry a nice white guy? And I said, oh, like the nice white guy that threatened to kill me on a weekly basis and finally strangled me? No, I need a loving, respectful husband. I deserve that. And it doesn't matter what color his skin is. He's the right man for me. And she, as everyone else, fell in love with Aaron and, and all ended well. But people have these notions and even someone I grew up with used the N-word. Um, and a lot of people have very small universes and I'm asking you to open your eyes and your hearts to the universe. And it's not just racial minorities that are suffering from this. It's the gay and lesbian um, community is also suffering with things of this nature. It happens that we're really highlighting the Black Lives Matter movement at the moment because of the most upsetting things that have been happening and have been recorded. And thank God they were recorded on video to be captured because there can be no more denying. 
And there's way more than this that have not been captured on video or where the videos were withheld from the public. So this was not an isolated incident, nor was the one last night in Atlanta. This happens. Someone shot in the back last night running away. That's not right. That is not right. So yes, all lives matter, but what we really need to focus on is the ones that have been disenfranchised the most. And what worries me on the one hand is how many people will not change and will keep the bad attitudes going and that it's not safe for minorities to speak up. But what heartens me is to see how many people have shown up that were not of color, not black, that are in these protests. But live it day by day, please. We really need all of us with integrity and truth to be more educated. And I don't know if I need to do more videos like this or not. And I'm, I'm hoping at some point Aaron will feel comfortable getting on camera about this. And another little thing I wanted to mention, you know, keep in mind, Aaron grew up in the segregated South and he was 10 years old when the Civil Rights Act passed. So he knows and remembers separate fountains for drinking water, separate bathrooms, separate restaurants. You can't go to this part of town. And I really commend his amazing grandmother. Uh, his grandparents raised him. And what she did is she said, you know, honey, when we're at home in the country, we all, you know, it doesn't matter. We're all getting along like blacks, whites, Hispanics. Everyone would be working together. If someone's barn had damage, they all did uh, the repair job together or building a new barn. And she said, and I just admire this so much. She said, but honey, when we go to town, the rules are different. It's just because we're in town. Everything's the same back home on the farm. So this is before the Civil Rights Act passed. Um, <clears throat> and so she said, so we just like to respect rules wherever we are. And so let's just follow the rules and that way we won't cause anyone any upset. And so that's what he learned to do. And an amazing woman that she was. Thank you for listening. Please share this and please take it to heart. And if any of you have questions um, about any of these things, um, feel free to ask. Send, send an email or, or whatever to ask more about this. It is our duty as white Americans to become anti-racist. Please join me in that. Thank you.